0: Conflagration in the Bowery by Anonymous from the New York Times, December 29, 1851. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Conflagration in the Bowery 15 or 20 buildings destroyed, great loss of property, a fireman injured. More fires and arson. Arrest of incendiaries. On Saturday morning, about six o'clock, a fire broke out in a chair manufactory at number 15 Bowery, and before the firemen could arrest the progress of the flames, they spread rapidly and communicated with the adjoining stores of numbers 13, 11, 9, 7, and 5, and continued to rage with unabated fury, until they were all laid in a mass of ruins. The roof of the large building corner of Division Street, head of Chatham Square, was totally destroyed, and several buildings on this street are burned and damaged to a great extent. The loss will probably reach $100,000, and below we give the particulars of the disastrous fire. We visited the massive ruins of the conflagration several times during the day, and have gathered the following additional particulars respecting the names of occupants, losses, insurances, etc. As before stated in the evening times of Saturday, the devouring element originated in the second story of the building at number 15 Bowery, occupied by Mr. Cook as a chair and sofa manufactory. And thus, owing to the quantity of varnished articles and other inflammable materials that were in the premises, the flames raged fiercely, and, by some cause or other, the fire department did not reach the fearful scene in full force until the fire had made great headway. The weather was so intensely cold that the water in the engines and hose froze up and at times the firemen were prevented from playing upon the burning buildings. The fire communicated with the adjoining buildings on each side, together with the Croton Hall or Mechanics Institute were all in flames. By this time the flames took a southeasterly course and swept through the range of stores and dwellings in Division Street, from number 10 to number 36 inclusive, carrying all before them, and baffling the vigorous and active exertions of the fire companies, who were unceasing in their energy, and worked until some of them had to give up and were relieved by citizens. Annexed, we give a list of the occupants and losses as accurately as could be ascertained. Numbers 1 and 3 Bowery are occupied by Messieurs Patterson and Hooley, dry goods merchants, and their stock of silks, crepe, shawls, etc. is estimated at $25,000, most of which is damaged greatly by water. They are insured for $8,000 in the Broadway and Firemen's Insurance Companies. Number five is an exchange office kept by J.H. Sturgis, whose loss is comparatively small. Number seven is occupied by Francis Parkman, Taylor, George Galpin, house agent, Messrs. Smith & Sherman, clockmakers, and Della Platt Riley, house and sign painter. All of the above numbers are in the Institute building, and the occupants are more or less losers, but nothing to be compared with those who did business in the stores, running from the last number to number 21. The building at number 9 was occupied on the first floor by John McManus Hatter, and the upper stories by William James Dagger Typists, Mark Cohen, Mrs. Maria Burke, and Wesley Gilman. This was entirely demolished, together with all the contents. Number 11 was also laid in ruins. It was occupied by Mrs. Elizabeth Butler as a furniture store, and the stock amounted to upwards of $3,000, which is fully covered by insurance in various Philadelphia insurance companies. Number 13, occupied by Messrs. A. and M. Somerville, stove dealers, was destroyed. Loss not ascertained. Another portion of this building was occupied by Messrs. G. and B. Beekman, harness makers, and Joseph McMurray, dealer in rag carpets, The loss to the former firm will exceed $12,000, and they are insured for $5,000 in the Etna of Hartford, and $3,000 in a Norwich, Connecticut company. Number 15, where the fire first broke out, was occupied by Messrs. Parker and Purdy, Leather Findings, C.S. Hines, Stoves, Francis Dupree, Hatter, and T.G. Lambert, Carver. It was totally consumed, and the loss is very heavy. Number 17, occupied by Horatio Reed, butcher, was nearly demolished. Number 19, formerly occupied by William H. Carew, a grocer, was gutted. Most of this property belonged to the Mead estate, as also does the Croton Hall, the agent of which resides at New Rochelle, Westchester County, New York. As to the buildings destroyed in Division Street, we here insert them severally, together with the name and business of the occupants. Number 18 was occupied by Messrs. Elton & Company book publishers, and together with the heavy stock of books, etc., totally destroyed, and the loss is probably $15,000, upon which we learn there is no insurance. The other buildings, viz. numbers 8, 10, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30, 32, 34, and 36, were occupied principally as confectionery, millinery, and fancy stores by Jewesses. Number 8, occupied by Anthony Peters as a barber's shop, was demolished. Number 10, B. E. Davy, ornamental hairdresser. Number 20, Julius Brandt, cigar dealer. Number 22, J. K. Barr, printer. Number 24, Lewis Prime, crockery store, and Susan Boyd, millinery. Number 26, Christopher Getz, toys. Number twenty-eight M.Z. Blankstein Jewelry, number thirty A and M Herdman Thread and Needle Store, number thirty-two John Wilsey Confectioner, number thirty-four was the extensive family grocery stores of Messrs. R.W. Seaman and Company, and together with the contents was nearly demolished, and the loss has been estimated at some four thousand dollars, which is partially insured. Several of the buildings on the opposite side of the street took fire from the great heat of the sheet of flames of those destroyed, but these were all saved with more or less damage. During the forenoon, the burnt district was surrounded by thousands of citizens, and the fire continued to burn in the center toward Bayard Street for a number of hours. The chief of the fire department and many of his companies remained all day playing water upon the smoldering ruins and the standing buildings that were on fire. While the fire was raging about six and a half o'clock a.m., a member of Hose Company Number no. 22, named Andrew Culver, ventured into one of the buildings in Division Street with a view of seeing which way the flames were coming, and before he could get out, the fire burst through the building, and in making his escape, his face was severely burned and his hair singed in several places. His associate firemen rendered him all the assistance in their power, and his life was miraculously saved. Fire and Arson About one o'clock yesterday, the liquor store of John Graham at the corner of Avenue B and 8th Street was discovered on fire by the 11th Ward watchman, who soon gave the alarm, and by the prompt arrival of the firemen, the flames were extinguished before there was sufficient time for them to get under headway. The interior of the building was, however, considerably damaged. Alfred Carson Esquire, Chief Engineer, Captain Squeers of the 11th District Police, And several assistant engineers of the fire department were present and instituted a thorough search of the store with a view of detecting any materials for incendiarism on the premises as their suspicions had been aroused against the occupant in making the search they found a large heap of cotton rags saturated with camphine or spirits of turpentine secreted behind some liquor casks with the heads knocked out the money drawer was gone and nearly all the stock had been sold or removed Those circumstances, in connection with others, impressed them with the belief that a daring and flagrant attempt had been made to fire the premises. Therefore, the proprietor and two others, named Charles Graham and John Vahey, were taken into custody by officers Bostwick and Roll and conveyed before Justice Mountfort at the Essex Market Police Court, where they were committed for examination upon the charge of arson. End of Conflagration in the Bowery by Anonymous. Read by Colleen McMahon.